0: They're coming off the top rope. If they can actually climb up there. You got to me! Do this! It's time for The Finishing Move, our chance to talk all things wrestling with the road dog Adam Gillespie, Brandon Joseph, and Big John Radcliffe. The Finishing Move, on Atlanta's alternative sports station, The SportsX.
1: Good evening,
2: wrestling fans. Welcome to The Finishing Move which once was a duo, has now mysteriously made its way into a a stable? A trifecta? I don't know. It's kind of the hip thing in the WWE where it is me, Big John Radcliffe, after a brief hiatus. I am back. My tag team partner, Adam the Road Dog Gillespie. What's up, sir? And I will call him the Rogue. I will call him the Independent. Chris?
3: Shockmaster. We determined that last week. You weren't listening. And for no, some reason, that's what he chose.
2: <laughs> You're not really a wrestling fan. Is that what this is? No, no, for real. You're the
3: shockmaster. I forgot my helmet this week. I'm sorry. I did stumble into the room, though. So you, there do you go. look like
2: the shockmaster. I'll go down. I, I but don't it is the bearded compliment. It is the bearded TV guy, formerly the bearded board op, form, formerly the bearded producer, soon to be the bearded husband, soon to be the bearded dad. Chris Currently Coulwell. bearded engaged. Currently yes. bearded engaged, Chris Colwell. Gentlemen, gentlemen. Right. I guess we'll say the finishing move is here. It's been a while since we've been all together, but it is very cool to be here all together. We have some special guests coming up. We also have SummerSlam on the way, which we are still working on getting details for something very special that we're hoping to bring to you live in regards to SummerSlam. But as we always know, Adam and I have always harped about this because, well, management just doesn't give us enough time to talk. We are not going to waste any time. More time, Adam. Let's jump into the SummerSlam card. Are you? Okay? Yeah,
4: let's do it. I, or at least the card as we know it. Apparently, there's going to be some to be determined match, or at least one, uh, when it comes to Joe Hamilton's uh, favorite wrestler, uh, Georgia Tech's own Roman Reigns. Well, you have no love for Roman Reigns? I don't. Wow. That's I don't like him quickly. as a wrestler. I didn't like him as a football player. Wow.
3: Well, I understand the football player part of that. Go dogs, but. I mean, he's not a bad wrestler. Uh, He's just shoved down our throats.
4: Well, that, yeah. I I will say I have enjoyed him more late as of late with not being shoved down our throat at the forefront of the WWE company. But, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll start there since I've already brought it up. If he has a match, who do you want it to be against? I think we all know who it's going to be against at this point. But is there anybody you want to see on the current roster, not bringing back legends that I know you love, um, You mean to tell me I can't bring
2: back Hulk Hogan?
4: <laughs> well, Uh-oh. Hogan said on Steve Austin's podcast that he's done. No more wrestling for him. He's retired. So on the current roster, is there somebody that you say, oh, let's have that match with Roman Reigns? Oh, boy. On the current roster. That's not
2: obviously involved in another match. Isn't that what we do, though, that we take people from other matches and put them into this match? Uh Right now, if I had to go with anyone, I'm going to throw a name out there that would probably be the most outlandish that I could actually possibly come up with. And I'd like for it to actually turn out to be Seth Rollins. Doing all the attacking? Yep. That would be interesting considering he has a big time match already on the card. Yeah, because he's tired of, and once again, he goes the same angle as you. He's tired of Roman being pushed down our throat. He doesn't want him coming after his belt. What better way than try and kill him?
3: Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. That's a little. I don't. I don't see that one happening at all. Um, but for me, because if you're going to go with what they've teased so far, and if you're going to have a match at SummerSlam, you're probably not ready quite to pay off the Who Did It until maybe the end of the match or the next SmackDown or Raw, whichever we get to. I mean, so far they, I think. The idea was that it was maybe heading to be Daniel Bryan, but that hasn't been obviously confirmed. He hasn't admitted it. They haven't actually played that out. But you have had the interaction with him and Buddy Murphy, who obviously is not on Roman Reigns' level. But this could be a situation where it's either it could be really just a glorified pay-per-view squash match for Roman Reigns against Murphy. But it's a chance for Murphy to get a big spotlight on pay-per-view. But that doesn't pay
4: off if you squash
3: him. Well, that's true, and maybe you give him a little bit of action in there, um, let him hang with Roman a little bit. I just I'm imagining if y'all remember back like ten years ago when the Miz, before his ascension to being WWE champion, really when he was a comedy act, had that little brief feud with John Cena where it was basically resulted in a glorified squash match, but it did more for the Miz in being in that situation against John Cena than it did him just having a random match against some lower card guy. This could be a big breakout for Murphy, even if he is squashed by a Roman Reigns.
4: Look, this is SummerSlam. I think we should have a, a determined opponent for Roman Reigns, who is one of the top guys in WWE. I think we should know who he's wrestling, and it should be a marquee matchup. So it should be Daniel Bryan. And I don't think that at this point they should waste this match now with Daniel Bryan. So if he has to go through Eric Rowan to get to Daniel Bryan at uh, a later pay per view, I'm okay with that. Now uh, fight uh, Eric Rowan, who is uh, you know in cahoots with Daniel Bryan. Uh, the video it definitely looked like uh, Rowan walking from behind the uh, pushed over you know set entrance or whatever that was at the time uh, in the hoodie. But I wish we, as much as I even started this segment saying I'm not a big Roman Reigns fan, I believe he deserves a big marquee match on this one of the original four. Now look, and we've I, missed that opportunity now.
2: Now, look, I, I credit you guys with all your wrestling knowledge. Let, let's, I, I'm not taking that away. There's a compliment there 100%. But just like in other sports where we talk modern basketball, modern baseball, modern football, in this modern era of WWE, logic doesn't exist anymore. It's going to turn out to be someone like Beth Phoenix. Let's just be honest here. We're going to do the <laughs>
3: intergender thing
2: now. I mean, is in that what this we're modern era of the <laughs> WWE, it's, there it is. It's Becky Lynch. It's it's the you man,
3: know they're you fighting
4: know. for soul tied of soul shot on the uh, WWE 2K20
3: match. right?
2: I mean, we're going. You know, and that's the part that I struggle with where. Just like you guys, I look for the logic, and I look to go for not the easy answer or what the simple answer might be, but then when it sit there and I start looking over, let's just go the past year, I run into that scenario of, okay, what would WWE do that would be just so outlandish, that would be just so far out there, that could it turn out that it's Big E? for whatever the reason may be, that he does it. We haven't seen the big show who's actually just doing a Netflix series, and that's one of the reasons we haven't seen him. It's the return of the big show. Is it Kevin Nash? What outlandish thing with this modern WWE, and that's the phrase I think I go with is the modern WWE. What angle would they go with from there?
3: Could it be the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee, Kane, coming back and and being revealed to that? I just want to throw out a theory here. But You look at this card, and it's pretty stacked already. And obviously there's a lot of stuff going on in WWE right now between the changes in creative with Paul Heyman coming in and Eric Bischoff with SmackDown. Could it be that in the shuffle of trying to fill out a card for SummerSlam, somebody just looked up one day and was like, did we actually book Roman Reigns for this pay-per-view?
4: That's a point I was going to make, and I, I I think you may have hit it on the head. Of course, we'll probably never know. Um, but, you know, it's almost like last week when we were talking about SmackDown, the fact that Miss McMahon was rewriting Hour 2 during Hour 1. I mean, when there's that much going on behind the scenes, maybe Roman Reigns did get lost in the shuffle. And now they're like, wow, we're three weeks out. We really got to start going somewhere with this angle. and And they hadn't. Um, I hate to think that that happened potentially, but it could have. I wouldn't say it's out of the realm of possibilities. I also think it could still be Samoa Joe. Could Samoa Joe, I mean, that's everybody. you've kind of wiped him off the list. I mean, even Roman Reigns apologized to him on Tuesday. Obviously, he wasn't the one driving the car, but could he have orchestrated whoever did drive that car or had some hand in it? So I don't know. I guess we'll find out. I don't know if Roman's just going to be in the ring calling out
3: mystery wrestler and whoever's just going to walk out you could get more of just like a fight with Roman Reigns at SummerSlam versus an actual match. It's maybe a case of them just protecting him coming, you know, obviously coming off the leukemia last year and not wanting to really push him out all against the grind on every pay-per-view, but I mean, the fact that they they were headed somewhere with the Joe feud and then they decided to take this little left turn into this mystery storyline where daniel bryan's talking about i gotta do something i've never done before and now we've got this mystery thing really they did it almost too late and maybe somebody said hey if we go ahead and pay this off and reveal this person now we've done taken a storyline that could be really good and paid it off and hot shotted it way too early let's slowly build this even if roman doesn't have a match at the pay-per-view or doesn't have a huge blow-off match at the pay-per-view, you've still got a really
2: stacked SummerSlam card. Maybe you don't need that. Or maybe WWE it'll be history will repeat itself much like when Rakishi did it and you took the lovable face who you then tried to turn into some form of a heel and it was just an epic fail. Who's the person that's out there? And I hate to play conspiracy theorist to this, but Maybe, maybe I don't believe in WWE uncreative still. Maybe I haven't come back around. Who would be the most lovable person that would be out there? Even the throw out the scenario that I've seen online. Could it be that one of the Usos got drunk and just lost control of their car and <laughs> crashed? <laughs> Who knows? That would be the good. Uso, the Usos needed a revamp. They turn on their cousin. And now here we have something that's there. I mean, I want to, I, I want to buy in that WWE uncreative is has a real idea that I didn't even buy into the fact of Vince looked up and was like, "Oh man, I forgot Roman Reigns." Yeah. But I think I'm sitting here looking at a company that just we need to put something else in here. This works. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's it will be interesting to see who it
4: is and how it plays out Sunday night on SummerSlam. Uh, But let's talk about some of the matches that are actually announced for the card real quick. One that I'm kind of really intrigued about because it's going to be the first time we see him in this character is Bray Wyatt as the Fiend. I've kind of digged the Bray Wyatt character. I've definitely enjoyed the Funhouse segments uh, that we've been seeing for months now and the attacking of the Fiend with the Mandible Claw. Uh, He's gotten Kurt Angle and Mick Foley. Of course, he's got Finn Balor, who he will face at
3: uh, SummerSlam. Are we going to see a Fiend versus the Demon, though? Possibly. I don't think we're going to see it at SummerSlam, though. I think the best thing you can do here, you at this point, who needs this win, and who needs a big stomping win on a pay-per-view? It's going to be Bray Wyatt coming back after being a year out and getting over this new character. So Finn Balor as a man, not Finn Balor the Demon King, or the Demon, or whatever you want to call him. Who is him. undefeated,
4: too. Was so undefeated,
3: would... yeah. You, you basically take Bray Wyatt as the Fiend in there and squash Finn Balor the man. So Finn Balor has to come back later on as the demon in order to get revenge against
2: Bray Wyatt. I go with it as well. I mean, we've gotten such a buildup for Bray Wyatt, and I've loved all the vignettes that they've done. It's been magical. But uh, I feel bad for Finn Balor. I mean, keeping in mind this was your first universal champion, we know the injury that sidelined him, and it just seems like it's been a roller coaster ride for him. But if he were to get squashed here, even to give him a little bit more direction, let him join the club. Put the club together, add a fourth member, add something to it, and give him a little bit more direction with it if you are going to squash him.
4: Let's go to the what I assume is going to be the main event, Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. you got your universal champion. Um, which way do you see this guy's going? Uh, I, I think Seth's going
3: to walk out the champion. I, I see something. here's. My, I actually don't think that's going to be the main event. I have a theory on that. But because of that, I could see this easily... Carrying on beyond this pay per view, either Brock gets the win or there's some type of a non finish in this match because it's not the main event. If it's the main event, you got to have a finish. And because of the way that Brock has manhandled Seth lately, you would think that Seth would probably get something, uh, get some revenge back and get his win back at this point.
2: Yeah, I, I, I don't see this being the main event as well. I I just still think that there's so many other things that WWE is going to overlook uh, look at that. I still think you're going to end up with Brock Lesnar leaving with the title, and I, I think there's still a large contingent of us that are just, okay, we'll wait for Brock to disappear again, and then we'll see him whenever he decides to come back.
4: Okay, so then, uh, I well, we both gave uh, your opinions. You both think Brock's retaining. I think stuff's going. So, Chris, which uh, match do you think
3: is the main event? I think they're going to go out of their minds here, and I think they're going to put Goldberg and Ziggler on last because that's kind of an attraction in this situation, and it allows them the freedom to not send the fans home happy with a Seth Rollins win if they want to keep this thing going with Brock Lesnar. Why not in SummerSlam with a Goldberg squash Dolph Ziggler?
4: All right, so let's talk about it then for a moment. Goldberg, I know you're not a fan of it. When he came out on uh, Raw this past Monday night and we all the rumors were confirmed, uh, what was your initial thoughts there, John? Why? Why? Well, I think we know why. I really do. I really one hundred percent believe that this is something that only happens is happening because of what happened in Saudi Arabia. And he wants to like Undertaker in the attack uh, right match. The wrong, yeah. He wants it. to erase that out of people's memory.
2: But why not? And I understand. You can at least give me some sort of buildup. It doesn't have to be great promos. It doesn't have to be running. It won't be with Goldberg. It doesn't have to. It's You're nothing. next. He shows up. Here, I'm signing, I'm fighting. Well, then what? So was Shawn Michaels the old, what is it, in magicians? It's look at this hand, not at this hand. Look at Shawn Michaels. Look at Shawn Michaels. It's a red herring. Because then here's Goldberg. I mean, I, I understand you want to right the wrongs. You don't want that to be the last memory. Michael Jordan doesn't want his time with the Washington Wizards to be his last memory. Brett Favre doesn't want the memory with the Minnesota Vikings to be his last memory. You want to add one more to it. But I'm, I'm with Chris on this one. I feel like they're going to make Goldberg the main event because no that's, way that that's another way to try and write it, to try and say, hey, we fixed it. Look at Goldberg, and Ziggler is just a guy who sells enough, who's a good enough worker that he'll get him over, and and they try to bring back the memory of Goldberg from WCW.
4: There is no upside to making that the main event. In fact, I think this is going to be a typical Goldberg match where he just comes out and pretty much squashes Dolph Ziggler with a spear and a jackhammer to get over the fact that this is Goldberg because we just saw he can't do much more than that. Uh, when he wrestled The Undertaker, that is the main event, and even if it doesn't happen in that fashion, I
2: will be very surprised. It's well, not a lot he has to do going up against Dolph Ziggler. I mean, Z- Ziggler is going to sell like a champ for him, so a clothesline is going to look like Ziggler got Hurricane Ronald out the ring. Well, good, because you just named only one of the three moves he basically has. Hey, man, you're the one who loves nostalgia, bro. As they get older, they lose moves. He only, well, he, had, never uh, had he only had <laughs> three to when, three to begin with so you think he's going
4: to add more I enjoy I like Goldberg the nostalgia of it but not in a main event spot that's that is the wrong you know talk about you don't like the legends coming back that is definitely the wrong way to use the legends well, when they do come me. back. Don't
2: blame the w- WWE. Well, I'm telling
4: you, that's why this will not be the main event. If this is the main event next week, I will, uh, on air, definitely apologize to you guys and I'll, whatever, but I can guarantee you that that's not going to be
3: the main event. If they really wanted to make this a big attraction match, they should give it a stipulation and throw on, make it a super kick match because we know that Goldberg's probably got the deadly super kick in the game. Just ask Bret Hart. Kofi Kingston reviving his uh, rivalry
4: with uh, Randy Orton from years ago. This is another match I'm looking forward to. I think it's got some nostalgia to it because of the rivalry from years ago uh, when Kofi was the man from Jamaica. But uh, are you guys looking forward to this one as much as I am, or is there another
3: match? If there was another main event match, this would be the other one I would argue for. Well, I'll tell you this. The history between Kofi and Randy, though it took place basically 10 years ago, it's still, I mean, they've done a good job of kind of rehashing that, bringing it back, and that feud had a lot more potential than what ended up having happening in that match. And to be honest, Kofi's much more over now than he was back then. This is a chance for really, them to really solidify Kofi Kingston and his title reign. There's no reason to put the belt on Randy Orton here, but it's a good chance for Kofi to get a big win on a big pay-per-view against, I mean, a no-doubt Hall of Famer and somebody who's been champion many
2: times, headlined many pay-per-views. Look, the logical side of me, the wrestling lover side of me agrees with you 100% on that one, Gillespie. That yes, hands down, this easily could be one of the main event matches that's there. I think it definitely will have tons of high points that will go into it. And I think that uh, there'll be a lot of the way that they've rebuilt the nostalgia and the memory of it. Uh, I even love the fact that on social media, Randy Orton's playing it up with his wife RKOing him in a pool. That's quite comical to me. Um... I, I like the fact of it, but there's no benefit to putting it on Randy Orton just yet. And if they were to do it, I think I'd be vastly disappointed in that. I, I'd much rather—I I look forward to the match. Uh, I think Kofi Kingston still walks out—Kofi still walks out with the title, though.
4: So all, all three of us are agreeing that Kofi's walking out with the title. He Obviously, has to. You he just, has to. Okay. There's
2: no doubt about
3: it.
4: All right. A match that could, and I believe has the potential to still the show the U.S. championship, AJ Styles, the champion, versus Ricochet— Uh, Definitely should be some high-flying action going on there. You know that's definitely what Ricochet will bring to the match. And AJ Styles has that ability too. Will the club be getting in or the OC be getting involved
3: uh, Sunday night? Oh, I'm sure they will. And I mean, who knows? Ricochet might they might do a thing where they have him bring some people out there to kind of even the odds. I don't know who has
4: his back: Alistair Black and uh, maybe another NXT. It, it
3: could be very well be that they'll say it's going to be something where they can bring somebody out that'll pop the crowd. Or but, he came
4: and saved the day for a new day, right? I believe on Tuesday. That's so very maybe true. They've got yeah, his and they kind of
3: they've done the little interaction with the OC in New Day, so you could easily I could easily see that this is definitely to me on paper looks like it would be the best match on the card and that's why i think you open up SummerSlam with this match because it'll really get the crowd hot it just that used to be the intercontinental title u.s title match used to be the no-brainer open the pay-per-view because typically that was the match that had the potential to be the best technically and i think we can definitely see that here
2: between these two yeah and this one i mean the only thing i hope that that Everyone gets over the fact that uh, Ricochet, he had some sort of elbow infection, and we know the way that, with Vince, the way he thinks about athletes and the way they get hurt and the WWE superstars, the way Ricochet wrestles, I know he probably doesn't care about that belt anymore, but for the fact that... If he's going to put a belt on someone, he wants someone that he knows he doesn't want that fear of getting hurt. That's why Finn Bauer hasn't gotten it. That was his issue with Sasha Banks. That's always been his issues with smaller wrestlers. And when they wrestle like that, he doesn't want to put a belt on them. I still think AJ walks out with it. I think they're going to try to keep the OC together because you you have uh, the club that have recently resigned. He wants to see that grow a little bit more. And now you get to sell new merch, too.
4: Let's talk about some of the ladies that will be going on in just a moment. Go ahead, Chris.
3: Oh, I was just throwing up the... Uh, the OC, oh, okay. The, the right. bullet Too sweet, Too sweet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. We'll put a camera in here so you guys can see what's <laughs> going on. Next time that we're good for
0: that actually
4: wasn't on awkward at all. You're used to TV, but we are back on radio right now. Oh, really? Uh, WWE <laughs> Raw Women's Champion, the man, Becky Lynch, uh, is going to go in a submission match against Natalya. So it's the sharpshooter versus uh, the armbar. Do we? I, I, I believe we're we're still riding hot with uh, Becky right now. There's no reason to take that off of her. Um, Natalia, I hate to see her, say her time has really kind of come and gone, um, but I believe uh, this is, could be a good match. It looks like Natalia has got some intensity back on TV uh, that she hasn't had, and in, in, you know doing her cat thing, prancing around the ring uh, in recent years. But I'm I think this has a potential.
3: Oh, it definitely does. It can be a really solid. It's going to be a great match. I, I have no doubt in my mind about that. And they've done a good job of kind of really reestablishing nostalgia le- or Natalia Natalia lately, uh, and making her a, a definite threat for Becky Lynch. But I'm with you. Uh, to me, Natalia is a great challenger for a title, but she's not championship material anymore because she's just not. She's not that new, new, new person on the block. She's been around for a while, and I think. Because she did have that kind of carryover from the Divas era, a lot of fans kind of don't see her in the same area as Charlotte or Sasha or uh, Bailey or whoever, you know, came up in that women's revolution. So I definitely think Becky Lynch is going to get
2: the win here, but we'll see how much longer that title reign lasts. Yeah, Becky Lynch is going to walk out of there with the belt. I mean, I I love Natalia. I love the work that she does, and I think she's just that that bridge to the next opponent. This was just someone that the WWE has a ton of respect for, the history that's there. She's going to be she's going to do a great job selling it, and it just so happens that she has, you know, what a legacy finishing move. So it makes it a lot more fun in just that this scenario. Even the thing I hope they don't try to do is they take it a little bit longer and want to drag it out just a little bit more to figure out if they want it to be Charlotte if maybe they're hoping that uh Sasha Banks is making her return and that joins into the scenario joins into the fray of it so, hopefully, they just finish it up, put a bow on it, and move on to the next one. All
4: right, very quickly, guys, let's run through the. Just give me who you think is going to win. My daughter's Madison, her favorite, uh, Bailey. is. I think uh, Madison
2: wins.
4: <laughs> is, uh, oh, no. Uh, her championship, the SmackDown Champions against Ember Moon. I believe Bailey walks out the champion. So do I. I could see a heel turn in that match, too.
2: Full house, Bailey. All right,
4: uh, we got Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens. If KO loses, he never wrestles again, which means he wins. KO wins. KO wins. All right, Trish Stratus, a legend, returning to take on Charlotte. I say uh, Trish has nothing to really gain here, so Charlotte wins. Agreed. I say Trish wins because the WWE is stupid. And Cruiserweight, uh, Cruiserweight Drew Gulick. Uh, versus, I don't know how you say this gentleman's name, Oni Lorcan. There you go. Let's I don't don't be Lurkin,
2: Orny Lurkin. We don't know what the main event is, but we know what the pre-show match is. Mm-hmm. We just <laughs> well, guaranteed.
4: I was just going <laughs> to say, if you notice, we just ran through the whole card. You notice what's not on the card? There are three tag team champions. None of them are on the card as of right now, so I think that may end up on the pre-show, but we will see. Raw and SmackDown only had one job this past week, and I'm going to ask Chris and John if it did its job. When we return, you're listening. Listening to the finishing move on Atlanta SportsX.
0: We are Atlanta's alternative sports station. The SportsX is here. And we're not your daddy's sports talk kick up the day at 6 a.m. with Golic and Wingo, bringing you the biggest national stories and the best guests in the country. Then at 9 a.m., we go big with the local coverage as Home Team and Hamilton take the wheel. Home Team Brandon League and Joe Hamilton are all over the Atlanta scene until noon. Then we head over to the cheap seats as the local talk keeps rolling with Tug Cowart and Georgia football superstar Hudson Mason. And the opinion stays strong from 3 p.m. to 6 as our man Mark Zeno laces into just about everyone on A to Z. Then we close out the day with the best college football in the Southeast as we hold court with the king himself, Chuck Oliver, from 7 to 9 p.m. Like we said, this is not your daddy's sports station. This is Atlanta's alternative sports station, 1230 and 106.3 FM. The Sports X. Everyone likes to be rewarded, right? Get a SunTrust Advantage checking account and kick your financial confidence into high gear. With three levels of benefits, you'll receive more along your journey. So make it rewarding with a SunTrust Advantage checking account. To open one today, visit your local branch or go to suntrust.com slash get rewarded to find out more. Confidence starts here. SunTrust Bank, member FDIC. You won't use Zelle to repay me for the Renaissance Fair tickets because it's not historically accurate? <laughs> Wench, please. Split better. Request money with Zelle. Look for Zelle in your banking app.
1: Must have a bank account in the U.S. to use Zelle. Zelle is an early warning services trademark. Volunteer for the psych department
2: experiment, they said. Easy money, they said. Maybe they should have said, use Zelle to ask mom for the money, but... Ah! Next time.
0: Back to school better. Send money to your college kid with Zelle. Look for Zelle in your banking app. Terms
1: and conditions apply.
0: The Finishing Move, on Atlanta's alternative sports station, the Sports X.
4: Welcome back to The Finishing Move. I am Road Dog Adam Gillespie with my usual tag team partner, John Radcliffe. And it looks like the newest, and um, he's, he's here to stay. Uh, he's sat in for the last three weeks, uh, Chris Colwell. Chris Colwell. Here with us again tonight, and I, I think you're going to stay with us at least through football season,
3: or as long as you can can go. Right? Or I until mean, until we get a still g- chair to hit him. Well, yeah. If you guys, until you guys kick me out of this stable, turn this on group. You. Yeah. If you guys decide to turn on me and kick me out, then I'll be done. Obviously, but until that point, I'm game. All right. And please
4: interact with us on social media. I know Chad in Hawaii does it regularly. You can reach me on social media at Road Dog 680. You are John Rad 450. Correct. And I have to learn yours because you changed it from Bearded Board Op to Bearded
2: Engaged. Now, I will tell you, Adam Gillespie will not respond because I gave him a challenge and he hasn't even responded to my challenge. And I'm hoping he would do it. No, I did. I I liked
4: that. Didn't I like that?
2: So you're you're not going to go? I don't want to go
4: to jail because I don't want to tackle Blooper. like. uh,
2: It's a crossbody. I I think he's scared. Because Blooper's
3: going to crossbody him.
2: You're afraid of Blooper, man?
4: Matt Riddle, what you're speaking of is Matt Riddle crossbodied some mascot. Tampa Bay Bay Rays Rays mascot. Uh, That video made its way on social media. You challenged me to do that to Blooper. I don't think he would be down for just some random stranger coming up. Even though we have a relationship with the Braves, I don't think it would go over very well.
2: Well, you shouldn't do it to Ugga. Ugga's up there in age. You don't want to hurt Ugga.
4: I don't think you could cross-body Ugga. Now, maybe Harry Dog.
2: See, you shouldn't do Harry Dog either. it's all sorts You know who things. I would, cross-body? No. <laughs> no. No. You don't want me to no. say it? Don't do it. No. Don't do it. All right.
4: All right, so this past Monday and Tuesday, Raw and SmackDown, they really only had one job, and that's what the job of every go-home edition of Raw and SmackDown do is that is to make you more interested or to get you interested in the upcoming pay-per-view. So, John, Chris, did Raw or SmackDown, anything that happened, did they get you more excited for this week's SummerSlam?
3: I mean, I, as far as the Lesnar-Rollins feud, I think that did a lot more to advance that. But a lot of the other uh, uh, matches on the card that they're building, too. Maybe not some of the Natalia and Becky stuff was was interesting with you know Natalia actually teaming up with Stratus against Becky and making Becky and Charlotte team up, and you've got kind of uh, uh, blurred lines there as far as heel and face with with Becky and with Natalia, and I think that's interesting and that definitely progressed and told a good story. But overall, I feel the same going into SummerSlam right now that I did two three weeks ago. I mean, we were all
4: three going to watch it probably anyways. I, that's understood. I mean, given uh, what we do here every Thursday nights, and that we're just wrestling fans to begin with. Um, but John, did did either Monday or Tuesday make you more interested maybe in a particular match or the pay-per-view as a
2: whole? What I'm now more interested in, unfortunately, is not on the pay-per-view. It's more of Aleister Black because I thoroughly enjoyed just watching him in the ring against Sami Zayn, and honestly, don't laugh at me when I say this, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. I want to see what happens to the 24-7 championship next. I was just, th- I was well, amazed. that's one of the hottest angles right now. I was amazed at how creative that was to figure out a way to, because I had been wondering, okay, this isn't going to work. I mean, she's pregnant. You got to be, now you're crossing some lines where you could start getting hate mail if you're the WWE. You got to be careful. And I get it. It's a husband and wife, so it makes it a little bit easier, but that was really creative. I had to give uh, kudos to uh, Maria canellis and uh, to her husband. I can't remember his name right now. Mike Canellis. Mike, yes.
3: Wow. That's He's got lost in that storyline that we've all forgotten his name But yeah, I mean, that was definitely interesting The fact that they put the belt on her to begin with Was yeah. definitely out there And you can see that's Paul Heyman influence right there And the fact that they found a creative way to get the belt back off of her That was really good I think that was a one-time thing You don't really have to worry about that going beyond this uh, But that was definitely a nice little wrinkle And they've done such a good job with the 24-7 title It just brings back memories of what made the hardcore title so popular years ago
4: yeah, but I liked the hardcore title because I liked h- hardcore wrestling. It was ECW. It was tables and chairs, and then it turned into this thing where it was uh, could be defended. I mean, it was defended anywhere, anytime. But it got more into this chase type twenty four seven style. But I thought when like you had to do a hardcore match to win the hardcore title, I enjoyed that.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I enjoyed more of the hardcore matches. I've liked the gimmick. I've liked the the comic of this. This is just bringing me to mind of. You know, it's one of those moments where it takes you back to reminding you that the WWE has a small sense of humor to go with it. Uh, another thing that I was—I I can't even say I was excited about from uh, RAW. There's a women tag team title still out there.
4: Well, we got new tag team. I champions. know, and
1: then yeah. oh,
2: uh,
4: my girl Alexa, if you're listening out there, hey, what's up?
2: Aren't you, don't you have a woman at home? Huh? Isn't there a lady waiting at home for you? Not named Madison.
4: Alexa Bliss and um, no,
2: Alexa Bliss is not waiting at home for you. No, uh, I don't think so.
4: But we got new tag team champions in the women's division. They took them off the Iconics, which you'd been complaining about for
2: weeks. So you got what you you wanted. I'm sorry, Chris. Say that again.
3: I said I should have never been on them in the first place. They could have avoided this whole Bailey Sasha problem if they'd just left the belts on them in the first place, which is honestly the right move. So that just goes back months, but.
4: I'm surprised that the Nikki Cross-Alexa Bliss thing has gone this long. It's been entertaining. I've enjoyed it. I like Nikki Cross. I'm glad she's getting some TV time. I enjoy her character. I enjoyed it in NXT. Uh, It was a little different, I would say, in NXT, a little more crazy. Um, But um, I've enjoyed it. So we'll see how it goes. I expect every week for
3: uh, Alexa to turn on her. uh, But we'll see. You can just get a long payoff before you get that because it's caught on with the audience. You're probably going to be waiting a few months. Once they lose those
2: belts, it's
3: probably when it'll happen.
2: Or no well, that's probably mind.
4: how they'll lose the belts. Definitely.
2: Yeah, I, I I'm, I'm amazed that this has gone on this long. I'm intrigued to see how much longer it goes, but also at the same time, I'm happy they have confidence in Alexa Bliss again. Because we were, ju- it just seemed like they were so concerned about her injuries and the concussions and things of that nature that they just wanted to wrap her in bubble paper and not let her actually go out there and compete in a match. So I'm happy that they gave her a shot to at least compete.
4: Well, it sounds like Raw and SmackDown did their job at least this go home editions of both shows. You, uh, all three of us
2: uh, watched it
4: and enjoyed it I, I, to a point, or at least to the point where it got us maybe a little more interested in a match or at least a the SummerSlam card as a whole. And I believe it got it drew eyeb. Balls, because both Raw and SmackDown were up in ratings. Uh, SmackDown was up to about 2 point, uh, about a little under 2.1 million and Raw was at about 2.4 to 2.5 million eyeballs throughout the uh, hours of their shows. So both of those were up and people are tuning in and we'll see if that tunes into more people maybe subscribing for um, the WWE Network to watch SummerSlam. But this is one of the original four so I expect people to naturally tune in for this one every year anyways.
2: Yeah, I think even the casual watchers, I mean Around the office, we talk about wrestling, and you know, they know the the original fours. You'll always hear someone bring them up. So, I think this one is more of the casual fan is gonna tune in no matter what. And particularly, if depending on how old they are, when you say Trish Stratus, they're instantly gonna go back to, ooh, Trish Stratus. Yes. Yes.
4: Yes. Yoga, yoga pants. Am I the only one thinking that? I'm not the only one thinking that. And I know I'm not the only one thinking that. There we go. Well, let's talk. We've talked about WWE. And we usually talk WWE and big picture WWE or AEW, which is gaining momentum on the bigger picture. And we'll talk a little bit about them later tonight. But let's talk about a little bit of local uh, grassroots wrestling, I guess you could call it, a local independent. I don't know if that's a bad term. To, to call it or not. I don't know if that's dirty in that world. We'll find out because we're about to have the voice of Southern Honor Wrestling on. Uh, Brandon Benefield, welcome to the show, Brandon. What's going on, guys? How are you doing? Not much, man. Also, co-host of the Mean Street Podcast. You can catch that, I'm sure, wherever you can download all your podcasts. Correct, right. Brandon?
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. By the way, uh, what's this I hear about you doing a crossbody on Blooper? Is that going to happen? Bloopers is not my mascot of choice to do it on if right. i could name
4: my mascot don't, of choice don't
3: <laughs> don't no. stop now Cutters, my cutters, my. i'm just
1: saying i just overheard that on the way in and i thought well i, I kind of want to see this no
2: bro, <laughs> until he's willing to do it look these are things that we can make happen but brandon welcome into the finishing move Thanks, Thanks, forgive what's up, buddy? my tag team partner <laughs> for giving you such a lackluster
1: introduction. that's all right
0: that's all let's right let's do
2: this the right way if you don't mind Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome Brandon Benefil from the Mean Street Podcast. He is also one of the play-by-play announcers for Southern Honor Wrestling, and his first time here on the Finishing Move. We hope we will have him back on more than one occasion. Ooh.
1: Brandon, welcome, man, Big John, thank you, buddy. I need to take you around all the, all over the place with me and do that. That was that was
2: pretty good. I can't. I, I stole that from Home Team Brandon Leak. He's taught me well. I got to give him credit for that. <laughs> Shout great, out Home he's, Team. He's got Brandon a great. He's
1: got a great name. So a great first name. So. You're just biased, though, when you say things like that. Exactly, exactly. But,
2: Brandon, tell us a little bit about Southern Honor Wrestling, because here's the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, as Adam alluded to, we don't like to say independent wrestling, grassroots wrestling. Well, I don't know. I mean, is
1: that a dirty that's, word? To no, not at all. Indie wrestling. And I that's mean, it seems so hot right now. Yeah. Why
3: would that be a dirty word in the actual, like, in independent wrestling? That
1: doesn't make any sense to me anyway.
2: Yeah. Well tell us a little bit about Southern Honor.
1: Southern Honor Wrestling. It's uh, coming up on its one year anniversary actually started last October and has quickly become one of the uh fastest growing and hottest indie promotions in not just Georgia, but I'd say the southeast, maybe even in the uh the whole country even. So um I mean it's 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 awesome. One of their sayings that's become a saying is you never know who's gonna show up. I feel like every show there's been a big surprise, just about and uh it's fantastic, man. It's some of the best uh, independent wrestling. Some of these guys I wouldn't be surprised to see showing up in AEW or NXT sometime in the near future. Well,
4: we've already seen some of you guys or their uh, Southern SHW's guys make that jump. Sonny Days was in the uh, Battle Royal for Double or Nothing, right, with AEW out in Las
1: Vegas? That's right. He was in the—well, uh, it used to be the Over the Butch Battle the, Royal. The, yeah, then it before. became Casino Battle Royale. Casino. And then, uh, yeah, so Cody was actually at one of our shows a couple months ago back in May— and that was the big show where we ended up having over 1,000 people show up. Nice. Uh, by the way, these shows take place at the Action Building in Canton, Georgia, 261 Marietta Road, Canton, Georgia. There is a big show tomorrow night. Just want to get that out there real quick. So if you want to come, tickets still available at the door, 10 bucks. But at this show a couple months ago, uh, Cody was promoted to be there. He showed up, invited Sunny Days uh, to be in the Battle Royal at Double or Nothing. But then we had a huge surprise. Chris Jericho, out of nowhere shows up, interrupts the main event, and not just that, lights go out, lights come on. Kenny, Kenny freaking Omega is standing in the ring uh, in Canton, Georgia, in an SHW ring. It was uh, pretty insane. So you can imagine uh, uh, myself and my, uh, co- my uh, co-host, my co-partner on uh, commentary, Adam Howell, we were losing our uh, collective crap. If you will,
4: well talk about some of the guys. I know you just mentioned Cody and uh, obviously Jericho and Omega. I know I've seen DDP show up at your shows. Raven, I believe, has been there. Yeah, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, Big Cass. Uh, Big Cass was like, the was was most there. recent
1: show. Uh, uh, Jake the Snake was there, and he actually brought out Duke the Dumpster Drozzy uh, out of know. the blue, which nobody saw that coming. Uh, David Arquette showed up uh, one night uh, a few months ago. Uh, and uh, gave a diamond cutter to one of the guys in the ring, nice. so uh, that was kind of crazy. Um, yeah, Scott Hall's been there just hanging out, watching the shows. Um, it's, it's pretty crazy. Like I said, the, uh, the slogan unofficially has kind of become, you never know who's going to show up. And uh, uh, tomorrow, the big show is called The Rumble Jack, if you want to talk about that a little bit. Uh, uh, it's going to be an interesting take on a, like a Roy Rumble type match. Now wait a Rumble Jack. Yeah, so Rumble Jack, as far as we know, I believe it's the first of its kind, I think, in all of pro wrestling. Uh, don't quote me on that, but we, I haven't heard of it anywhere else. So uh, Rumble Jack, basically what it is, it's a Royal Rumble-type match. you got 30 competitors, uh, two-minute integrals. They enter the ring, over-the-top rope elimination, both feet hit the floor. Now, after all, 20, after all 28 guys have been eliminated, the final two uh, are in the ring— and all the men that were eliminated come back as lumberjacks. It becomes a lumberjack match. And you can either be eliminated over the top rope, you can be pinned, you can be submitted. And uh, whoever wins that match gets a shot at the SHW title. Which, uh, AC, uh, Mac, AC Mac, right? Mac, AC Mac, champ. which, by the way, are you guys familiar with AC Mac? If not, let me tell you about him real quick. Tell me about him. So he's not known in the mainstream probably, but uh, if you're a Georgia indie wrestling fan, You've seen him. He's been on all the big indie shows all over the the Southeast, and uh, he holds belts, I think, in multiple promotions. He currently is a SHW title holder. Uh, Won that belt at the last show last month. And we have been told that there's going to be a champion's address at the show tomorrow night. So uh, it'll be interesting because he seems to have joined up with a dastardly group called The New Era. And uh they kicked that, out. Is that the one with Danny Dastardly. Oh yeah, by the way, Danny, uh I should tell you uh Adam <laughs> Road Dog here has been asking about you, so when I see you tomorrow I'll have to uh fill you in on, uh,
2: <laughs> All right. Brandon and uh Danny, if you Danny if you're listening, um stay away from Adam Gillespie. He he's a creeper. He's a
1: creeper. by the way, he was just talking about Alexa Bliss was his girl, I thought. So now I I'm don't a little know. concerned about him right now. Yeah. You now you see. guys
2: see what I've been dealing with for many many months, and you understand. Yeah, I hope somebody's not listening. I think she's tuned I do down because people...
4: it's bedtime for Madison, so oh, I okay. think
1: she's putting her down. Hopefully, interesting. Well, oh, boy. Anyways, yes. Yeah, so Danny Jordan, uh, who's one of our female competitors, uh, she she's actually going uh, has been entered into the Rumblejack. So as far as we know, she's the only female so far. Uh, we've been told uh, through SHW social media that there's a there's going to be thirty. Competitors. I was
4: just about to ask you about that because I'm
1: looking at the roster
4: on the screen right now, and I'm doing like a quick count, mm-hmm. and it doesn't look like there's 30 people at least on the current roster. So could maybe this Friday be a great time for some of
1: those surprises where you never know what's going to happen? That's exactly what I'm thinking. And honestly, as a as a guy in the commentary booth, people always ask me all these questions like, Hey, what's going to happen? Who's coming? Who? The thing is, they don't tell me anything. <laughs> so which I like because as a commentary guy. You know, you want your reactions to be a little more genuine. So it's better to not know what's, what's coming. Um, but I will say somebody that has been announced, WWE Hall of Famer, one half of the Rock and Roll Express, Robert Gibson is in the Rumble Jack. Uh, and they've announced about 15 competitors total. So that means when we show up tomorrow night, there's still 15 names that we, we don't know who's coming. So you just never know. Could be a, a big names from the Georgia indie scene. Could be big names uh, from anywhere else. Who knows?
2: So now I'm going to ask, and, and I, I'm looking for, uh, yeah, I, I want your 100% opinion. Outside of AC Mack, who's the current champ, mm-hmm. who on this roster is your, one of your favorites I should keep an eye out for, that I should look out for and be on the lookout for, whether up and coming or currently is just, you know, red hot on the roster?
1: Red hot Danny Jordan. <laughs> of course, of course, uh Road Dog's gonna say that. Uh I would say Alan Angels, who was the SHW champion until last month, until AC Mac took it from him. Uh Alan Angels is awesome. In fact, if you guys have you guys been keeping up with AEW, like yes. pay per views? All right. So you know the group The Dark Order? Yes. Now, Alan might get mad at me for saying this, I'm not sure, but uh there's a guy from the Dark Order. You know, they had like the... What do they call them? The Minions? The, the Minions, uh, yeah. In the mask? I don't know what they call. called. They have a specific name for them. Okay. But anyways, okay. the guy, the guy's in the mask. One of them has some tattoos that look a lot like Alan Angel's tattoos. And I, I'm not saying it's the same guy, but... So around
2: here, we have to say allegedly. <laughs> so allegedly. don't get in
1: trouble. Yeah. So allegedly... What, what is it Conrad says? Rumor, rumor, and rumor and innuendo. Rumor and innuendo, Yeah, yes. exactly. So uh, anyways, I'm just saying he's uh, dabbled with with the bigger companies from time to time. In fact... Uh, When they were in Atlanta, when Raw was in Atlanta not too long ago and uh, Ronda Rousey got in a fight with the local security and the police... I'm pretty sure Alan Angels was one of the one ones of the that, that took a, took a right <laughs> hand. So he's from moonlighting. Ronda I always, <laughs>
4: always love those stories about, like, um, I think I know it happened with John, uh, John Moxley, Dane Ambrose, yeah. uh, when he was in the WWE, when these guys from the independent scenes in those local areas come and do those type of spots, and yeah. then later on in their careers they make it big and you kind of look back and, yeah. wow, I was that police officer, or I was that medic, or I was holding the uh,
1: Undertaker flame when he walked out. Wasn't one of the uh, things that CM Punk was on the, the John Cena John car at one of the Mania's? Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah. yeah, And how about the DDP? Kind of,
4: I think, I can't, drove oh, WrestleMania the 1 or Cad- 2, he, he drove Honky Tonk Man yeah. in the convertible <laughs> down to the ring. Uh, and it was his convertible that he they used. And his condition was, well, yeah, you can use my pink Cadillac if, if you let me drive it. And then later on, he obviously becomes DDP.
1: What a crazy story, man. But it's just crazy. The more involved we've gotten with SHW over this past year, it's it's pretty cool because we watch these AEW shows, the WWE shows, and we see some of our buddies that we've made through SHW popping up uh, in little spots all over uh, the big companies. And now, it's as pretty you're
2: cool. as you're seeing like the growth and the development, obviously of AEW, you know, basically for Southern Honor, does that give like just that great feeling and that great joy that as you're seeing what AEW is doing, even if it's not at that grand of a scale? Does it add that hope and that aspiration that you could see more growth? Because, I mean, what's your normal turnout for an event at Southern Honor?
1: So I would say they're probably averaging 450 to 500 or so a show, which for indie wrestling in Georgia is pretty good. Uh, I mean, 300 is pretty good, you know, and and we're hitting close to that 500 mark just about every show. That uh, show where Cody showed up, uh, they were making it a point to try to get 1,000. I think we got like 1,027 it was something crazy like that, which was insane. I mean, that you could barely move in that place, and you can imagine, of course, when the lights came on and Omega was in the ring, we <laughs> had over 1,000 people in that uh, building. It was insane that night. So, But yeah, I'd say on average, probably about 500 or so. Well, that's
4: awesome. I know, uh, I mean, we're talking about less than an hour from Atlanta, so you just hop on set, uh, you know, 85 and go up to Canton, less than an hour, you can see some 575, yeah, 575. 5, 7, 8, Canton. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, 75 to 575. Get up there, see some independent wrestling here in Canton or here locally in Georgia uh, did
1: do is there a good interaction between the wrestlers? is there any interaction between the wrestlers this and the is fans? what's awesome and and the thing is this could have been it could be like this at all indie shows. I didn't really start getting into indie wrestling until about a year ago right when SHW started. so that's really my main exposure to it. Uh, but what they do, I mean, they before the show, after the show, there's merch tables out front for all the guys. They sell their own t-shirts. Does Danny all that kind of stuff? Yes, Danny sells t-shirts. Uh, All right, I'm do, would you off like me to get you a shirt? She just came out with a new one, a new one see, No, oh, man,
2: she's that, stop! Stop! One night, I shouldn't stop, encourage stop. that. I guess yeah, I shouldn't see, encourage. She it. no. Stop! Now you're getting into really. <laughs> so you want? Mode. So you're
1: talking about ring worn gear? Is that what? You, yes. Man, that's why are you weird. him on? It's one. getting weird. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, no, but uh, and then we always have an intermission, like a 10, 15 minute intermission uh, in the middle of the show, where you can go out and get an autograph, by buy merchandise. Um, so yeah, that's another cool thing about the indie level. And what's awesome is that. Like I said, a lot of the guys and and girls in SHW, you can tell they're that they're going to the next level at some point. You know, I don't know when, but at some point, these are like the the cream of the crop. Ooh yeah, you know, these are like really great athletes. And and on top of that, the production of this place, and I've heard many fans tell us it's like going to a smaller NXT or ROH show. Like the production level is up there. You think of indie wrestling, and this isn't a knock on any other Georgia promotion. But a lot of them are in high school gyms. Uh, When you see the footage, like the fans are all just kind of scattered on the bleachers. It just you know might be 50 to 100 people in there. Uh, It's just that's what people envision when you hear indie wrestling. It's probably why you guys thought the term indie wrestling might sound negative, because that's what people think, I think, when uh, when they hear indie wrestling.
2: Yeah. When people hear indie wrestling, I mean, in my in my experience talking with people, everybody goes back to even if you remember the grit of ECW. Mm hmm. Take the same scenario. It's that same grit. It's that same. It's not even a a good barrier there. It's more so like a guy borderline holding a wooden sign saying, hey, just move back and give them some room. So when people think of that. So, yeah, it definitely was something for me when I said when I heard Indies of. You know, I know I've met wrestlers who I didn't come up in the Indies. I came up in an area that I came up just hard before I got my opportunity. So, yeah, yeah, it is one of those things that comes up through that. Now, you also probably heard us do a little bit of WWE talk around here. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we you know, you got SummerSlam coming up. We had a question that we all bounced around the room. We want to get your input on it. right. What do you think is going to be the main event?
1: Main event. I heard what uh, Colwell said, or excuse me, the Shockmaster. Is that what you're going by on this show? The Shockmaster. Yes, Shockmaster, Shockmaster. Uh, uh, mentioned that uh, he thinks Goldberg Ziggler might be the main event. I, I get why he said that because it is that attraction bringing out the uh, legend that is Goldberg. Again, I don't want to get into the whole my opinion on that because I'm kind of like you, John. Like why, why? Um, but I gotta, th- I gotta think it's going to be the Lesnar match because despite the fact that I think they should put Kofi in more main events or the WWE title in general, whoever's holding it. The problem to me is that they always put the universal champ as the main event. That is Raw's title. And I, I'm like, but the WWE title's the more, the longer lasting title as the history. Title, that's the history. Yeah. Why is that not the main title? It should be, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the, to answer your question, I think it will be Lesnar Rollins, but I could see why you would say the Goldberg match, um, I would like it to be a Kofi match, not necessarily a Kofi-Randy Orton match, but just a Kofi, a WWE champion match. All right, well, we Goldberg,
4: two votes, Goldberg, two votes, uh, two votes uh, Lesnar. We'll see who wins and next we just week. we have to fight we'll it find out, out, right? Fight it out, oh, well, Do team a style. Rumble Jack. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, if you want to see Rumble Jack, tomorrow, uh, Friday night, that That's is right. tomorrow, night, tomorrow night. night, August 9th. And August 9th tomorrow in Canton. Tickets are available at the door. That's right, tickets still $10. available. $10, yep. you can't beat that.
1: So, uh, kids, 10 in and under, kids 10 and under are free.
4: All right, so there's a great reason to come out and see... Uh, SHW in Canton tomorrow night, Rumble Jack. Once a month, they put on these shows. You can see their calendar, I'm sure, on their website, uh, southernhonorwrestling.com. Brandon, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, co-host of the Mean Street Posse. Check that out wherever you can find podcasts.
2: Podcast, the Mean Street Posse. I'm sorry, Mean Street podcast. Our fans Joey
3: Ed's going to show up
1: and rumble with us. Our fans America. are the posse. The there you um, go. Podcast. Now, Make look, sure if you... I
2: can give you guys an idea as well, <laughs> I, I think that uh, Colwell will be all for this. If you need a, a a stable to come out that's going to turn, we're willing to hit Gillespie with chairs. Ooh. We are totally willing to.
4: Can I get a stink <laughs> phrase from... Um
1: Oh, don't Me? even say it. Don't even say uh, yeah, it. I uh, know where you're going. You know don't what? even say we're it. We're
2: cutting your mic. Look, Brandon, thanks for coming out. You hey, man, it, keep in touch. You are always welcome back here anytime. Thank you, brother. Anytime you guys have anything's going on at Southern Honor, you guys are always welcome. You can head up to Canton, check out Southern Honor Wrestling. But coming up, we got to go over the top ropes, and we're going to hope that Adam Gillespie be- behaves himself. But I highly doubt it if you've been listening to this show. You're listening to The Finishing Move with Chris Colwell, Adam Gillespie, and Big John Radcliffe.
0: Home Team in Hamilton, weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon. I tell you what, though, I must say it every time I get the
2: opportunity to say it. I have a partner, boy, that has my back. So if they get too loose on me and he's around or he here, he knows how to fight back. The, and I appreciate you for that, in, no doubt about it. In the immortal words of the CMB from New Jack City, we all we
0: got. I like that, Home Team, I feel that. You don't let people get too loose talking about your partner. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. Just don't shoot me in the head after saying it. This is Atlanta's Alternative Sports Station, 1230 and 106.3 FM, The Sports X.
1: Hey Atlanta, it's front office Lowe's for Bedlam Vodka. I'm making the call for you to join the rebellion with me. Try something new. Bedlam vodka is unique. It's a rice based vodka that dates back to an old family recipe from Ireland. Bedlam vodka has a taste and a drinkability that is over 170 years in the making. Bedlam is craft vodka. It's American made and gluten free. Head to your local store and buy a bottle of Bedlam vodka. Bedlam vodka live rebelliously, drink responsibly.
0: This is The Finishing Move with the Road Dogg Adam Gillespie, Brandon Joseph, and Big John Radcliffe. Talking all things wrestling on Atlanta's alternative sports station, The X.
4: All right, welcome back to The Finishing Move. This is Road Dog Adam Gillespie with my tag team partners, Big John Radcliffe and Chris Colwell. Final segment here, and you know what we're going to do in the final segment? We're going to go over the top rope. <laughs> Last week we touched on it briefly uh, Hobbs and Shaw came out over the weekend uh, The Rocks, a newest movie Did either of you guys go and see it? And Brandon, you're still sitting here So
2: if you saw it, please chime in uh, No, I didn't see it uh, As it's a spinoff of The Fast and Furious And uh, yeah, last Fast and Furious movie I went to go see in the theater Was The Fast and Furious Alright so, the Fast and the Furious, not Fast and Furious. The original one. The original the one, way back. Wow. Way back wow. when. <laughs> Goodness R. gracious. Paul Walker.
3: Yeah. well, did
1: you see it? I did not see it, but I am interested to see it. though. Brandon? I'm to to get out there. I have not seen it, but I'm kind of like Chris, the shock master there. I would... I wouldn't mind seeing it. All right, so we're 0 for 4 in this room. <laughs> but
4: I have not uh, Nobody went and saw it. Yeah. I mean, it's got a 66 on the critics yeah. from Rotten Tomatoes, so that's not really too I have good. more hope in All this the, movie than I do the next Fast and Furious the, movie. Well, John Cena will be in that one. Although, that's uh, why it not be any good. Although the <laughs> audience did give it a score of 89. It made $190 million worldwide. Only, uh, Well, not only, but it's still a lot of money. $79 here in the States, or $79 million here in the States. Uh, so a little more than $79. Uh, but So I guess that's doing well. I don't think it's broken its budget yet. It was a $200 million film to make, so it's got two more to break even. $100 at least. Million of
2: that was the rock salary.
4: Yeah, probably so. Uh, talking, while we're on the TV, straight up Steve Austin is going to uh, debut this Monday after all, Either of y'all going to tune in after
2: all for that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to tune into that. I mean, I, I like Steve Austin. I love what he's been doing where it's almost a little bit of a lighter Steve Austin. He was doing a lot of this on, uh, I can't think of the country station, country cable. CMT. Well, CMT. No, he did that like, um, it was like a.
4: Yeah, Broken uh, Skull Ranch. Broken Skull yeah, Ranch Broca. and obstacle course. This yeah. is
2: his him. This is like his podcast
4: basically on TV, Bro- I think, yeah. D- when I got a chance stuff. to see
2: him there doing that, that was a different side. Because, look. When you think of Steve Austin, we still think of the Steve Austin in the leather vest, walking to the ring, grabbing a beer. It was just kind of different to see him out of it. It's going to be nice to kind of see this. I'm looking forward to Colwell,
3: it. well, you going to check it out? Well, I may not watch it live. I'll definitely DVR, yeah, DVR. it. It looked interesting, though. I mean, I saw a clip, I think, earlier of him in batting cage with a helmet on. I want to see Steve Austin hit a bomb into the you know, left-field bleachers, see if he's got it in him. Uh, Rob Riggle is going to be his first guest
4: this Monday night. You probably know Rob. He's a comedian, actor mm-hmm. from The Hangover, Modern Family, 21 Jump Street. Um uh, If you don't recognize the name, I promise you will recognize the face if you Google him. It was announced earlier today Atlanta has missed out again on another major wrestling thing. This is something we have talked about over the months, John, uh, wanting WrestleMania. But, hey, I'd even settle for a SummerSlam. It was announced that next year's SummerSlam will go to Boston. Anybody going to make the trip up to Boston with me? Absolutely not.
3: <laughs> yeah, after hearing the, some of the stuff you've talked about today, I'm not riding in a car, flying on a
1: plane. I'm not getting anywhere near you on a road trip. Randy, mind, you want to go to Boston? I, I'll, no, I'll be watching WrestleMania at Danny Jordan. We're uh, oh, getting together wow. to watch it, so I won't be able to make the trip with you. Um, just kidding, Danny. I'll see you tomorrow. Big it up Boston. <laughs> AEW has announced
4: their next two stops after their initial TV show uh, on uh, TNT will air in D.C., by the way, that sold that sold uh, so sold out in about That's two hours. To say. So good for them.
0: They <laughs> sold a little, They sold son? around.
4: Well, we don't have that anymore. They sold around Ooh. ten thousand tickets in about two uh, two hours, and then announced their next stops of Boston and Philly. Now, please be with me on the same page here. Atlanta's
2: got to get one of these AEW shows before the end of the year, right? Oh, completely. I mean, look, this is Cody's home. This is where his dad lived. This is home. you got to know he wants to come here. And you got to believe, I still, I wholeheartedly, I've said it before, I think Cody Rhodes still has a little bit of a grudge with Vince. And he's going to go back to the old days of the territories, the places that Vince doesn't want to hit as much. Cody's going to look there and say, you know what? I'll go to Atlanta. I'll go to these places that WWE's not going to hit regularly. I'll take AEW there. Absolutely. And you see what they're doing, though, with their, their first set of tapings.
3: The Washington's a big deal. But you see Philly. Boston, two big wrestling markets that are known for having rowdy fans. are a great place to put your product on the air to begin with, but for sure they're going to make it to Atlanta. I could see them pay per viewing it here somewhere down the line. And those are also
4: uh, definitely Philly and Boston are big WWE strongholds right in their original footprint of even back to their territory days. And you know what else was right 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 their original footprint?
2: ECW. Philly, New Jersey, that tri-state area, that was a big footprint for ECW where they were able to hang on for so long just going through that area. If AEW can go there and pull some of those fans, I think that would be huge. Of course, last week, uh, on the unfortunate news
4: of Harley Race passing away uh, broke. His, he was laid to rest um, uh, on August 1st, or he died on August 1st, I apologize, of the lung cancer, it was 76, 76 years old. He was laid to rest this past Wednesday yesterday. Uh, several superstars attended his funeral. Among them were current NWA champion Nick Aldis, Curtis Axel. Of course, Curtis, his grandfather, was par- uh, tag team partners with Harley back in the day. Undertaker, Ric Flair, Ted DiBiase, Ricky Steamboat. Uh, rest in peace, Harley Race. Once again, thanks for tuning in for the finishing move. Big John Radcliffe, Chris Colwell. Thank you, Brandon, for sitting in. We'll Thank definitely you have you back in the future to talk Appreciate some it. SHW. This is Road Dog Adam Gillespie. We'll talk to you next Thursday night here at 7 o'clock on the
1: Atlanta Sports X.